Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio on a Thursday morning. So, this weekend might be getting a little bit of rain in the area, so that tells me they might have their uh, work cut out for them in Tulsa for the PGA Tournament. Is that right? Well, it is a little on the dicey side. They're teeing off as we speak right now, the first group getting underway very early. And that first group does include John Daly, who's a former PGA champion. Tiger Woods scheduled with his group to tee off about oh, 10 or 11 after 8 o'clock this morning. So they rotate in the PGA, and then the field will be cut after the Friday round. But generally, I think, Mike, it's going to be okay. Maybe a little bit cooler than normal on Saturday and probably a little windy. And in Oklahoma, the wind always blows. So <laughs> they've got to adjust their game as far as that's concerned. But this is the second of the four major tournaments this year. This is the PGA National. Southern Hills has been used before. It's a good testing course. We'll see what happens. It'll be a lot of fun and uh, great for the city of Tulsa, too. So a lot of people headed that way uh, this weekend. Enjoy it. And uh, I'll be on my uh, couch taking a nap. <laughs> uh, so um, college football championship format. We've uh, talked for years and years about the playoff structure and adding more teams and all that stuff, and uh, I think they're finally starting to move in that well, direction. Well, that, that in and of itself is probably not going to change for another two or three years, principally because the four-team format was contracted by ESPN not to not to end until probably 2024, 25, somewhere around there. And then they could buy their way out of it. But the key is getting the best teams involved. And the Pac-12 is the first of the conferences to do this. I think you're going to see a whole lot more follow through with it. But it was mandated by the NCAA that teams that had, uh, well, I should say leagues that had uh, 14, 16 teams divided into north and south or east and west, whatever the geographic parameters were. Pac-12 is dumping that. They're getting rid of their divisional system, and they're going to take for the championship the teams with the two best records. That wasn't always the case when they had divisions playing each other, and the Pac-12 and other conferences determined that the best teams, well, they're not getting a chance to be into the playoffs. This is going to improve their chances. So this year, the Pac-12 will be all one, and then the top two teams will play for the championship. The ACC is probably going to follow, and many other conferences, whether or not the Big Ten or Big 12 do, Big 12 never did divide. They've always been Mm -hmm. just one, and it's always been the top two teams. That's the format they're probably going to follow. But all of it's such a changing game because teams are changing conferences. Big 12, for instance, will add uh, four new teams next year and then lose two the following year. It's a, it's a different circumstance altogether. A lot of shuffling going on, but that's just kind of the way it is, and uh, I think it's a good thing. Change isn't necessarily a bad thing because things have at least felt, in my opinion, in college football for the last few years a little stagnant, so I think it's due for a, due for a nice little shakeup. We'll see. Um, last but not least, Blues-Avalanche game two tonight. When do they hit the ice? It'll be 8.30. That's when the television time dictates, so they'll take the ice in Denver, Colorado, at uh, 8.30 tonight, Blues need to get a win. Avalanche lead it one game to none. No, it's not critical yet, but it is a best of seven, so every win is a key one, and it would behoove the Blues to play as well as they can, which, which of course, they're doing. They are different style teams that we've mentioned in the past. Avalanche very quick and a high-scoring team. The Blues very physical, extremely physical. They'll put a hurting on you. 
And it would behoove them to, well, if, if they can get the same kind of goaltending from Jordan Bennington that they had in the last game, they'll probably do all right. The score was misleading because Colorado could have had a whole lot more goals and didn't get them because Bennington was so good. He saved 51 shots. But a 3-2 game and overtime was the first one. See what happens tonight. So Cardinals and Royals both played yesterday. How'd they do? Split. The Cardinals played the New York Mets night game. They'll play today at City Field in New York. Ran into Max Scherzer last night, and the hey, the game was tied 2-2, and Scherzer, while he is tough to handle, was not exactly a mystery to the Cardinals. They were hitting him around. Albert Pujols had a two-run single in the second inning side of the game. But eventually, eventually things wore down for St. Louis. They had to go to their bullpen, and the bullpen did not fare very well at all. So the Mets win the game 11-4 with five runs in the eighth inning to put the game away. But a New York win 11-4. They'll play again today, and the Cardinals will continue their road trip in Pittsburgh, and that'll be this weekend. The Royals got a win 6-2 over the Chicago White Sox, and maybe, just maybe, that offense is beginning to wake up. Bobby Witt Jr. had a home run. So did MJ Melendez. Both those guys played down here last year. In 2021, both were with the Northwest Arkansas Naturals. And here they are. That's that's an example of how quickly the Kansas City Royals are trying to rebuild their team. Uh, in Witt's case, he's a major leaguer. Melendez's case, maybe a year in Omaha would have done him some good. Who knows? But they're getting their baptism of fire early. And as a result, you're going to falter maybe a little bit along the line. But this is a good Kansas City team and one that's getting better. I know we talk about that every year, but they are going to get better and they're going to be a challenger before too much longer. They get the win, so it's a win for the Royals, loss for the Cardinals, and both teams, both Cardinals and Royals, will play today. Hopefully the uh, Royals' bats can stay alive like they have been, or at least uh, yesterday, but like you said, inconsistency happens sometimes when your team is so green. All right, what about the Springfield Cardinals? How are they doing? Well, they're struggling. They're now 14-21 and 21 on the year, and lost last night to the Wichita Wind Surge 7-6, Springfield Cardinals, again, they have some talent on their ball club, but the pitching staff has been a bit of a problem, a bit of a mystery. And I know the manager, Jose LaHare, is pulling his hair out at the moment, trying to figure out some combination. Of course, he's a victim of circumstance. It's who the big club wants to promote from the minor leagues or sign as free agents or whatever the case might be. But the Springfield Ball Club struggling just a bit. They'll remain on the road next week after this series with Wichita and then come back for the first week in June to start a homestand. Still is a good team, and it's a lot of fun to watch. It is a lot of fun. Speaking of a lot of fun, the NBA playoffs so far have been really, really fun to watch. And in the East, we had the Miami Heat get out early against uh, what could Celtics. be uh, one of the teams making it to the end. Celtics kind of putting their foot down, and now we had the West yesterday. Who won that game? Well, the Miami-Boston uh, series resumes tonight in Miami with the Heat leading at one to nothing. Golden State came out and flexed their muscle. Golden State is a very, very good basketball team. Played the uh, Dallas Mavericks, who are also a very good team, but 112-87 to was the final. Luka Doncic, who is the... A budding superstar in the NBA, only 23 years old, was held to 21 points. And that <laughs> that's low for him because he's accustomed to being up in the mid-30s and maybe even low 40s. But Stephon Curry, 
also didn't have a big night. It was a different style game, but Golden State gets the win, so they're up one game to none. And both series, both Eastern and Western, these are the this is the NBA semifinals now. The winners will play for the championship. Uh, now evolves into this weekend. I've always loved the Warriors uh, because, well, obviously their coach, uh, longtime uh, Chicago Bull, I've always loved him, but they always felt like more of the true sense of a true basketball team in the sense that you can hold up Curry, but they've other guys to step up and uh, do what they need to do. They have pretty good component parts about them. Thompson and Draymond Green are solid role players, and that's what Coach Kerr has them doing. They have each guy knows <clears throat> his role to play, and when you get guys to understand what that role is and to maintain that discipline, yes, and that is where coaching comes in. Absolutely, and they got one hell of a coach. Ned, you have a wonderful Thursday, and I'll see you tomorrow, man.